this morning I want to talk to you. I know that yes, uh, last week you um, you had a message on reading your Bible, the importance of God's word, and it's a little. Uh, we used to sing it, I think, all the time in in Sunday school when I was growing up. Read your Bible, pray every day, and you'll grow, grow, grow. I love that. I love that chorus. It has such such great wisdom no matter what age we are. And I want to share with you this morning about prayer. Prayer, my friends, is one of the greatest power tools that God gives us. And it's so true in saying that it is a power tool. Prayer is, is so amazingly powerful that we t- sometimes, though, we turn it into a have to instead of a want to. Sometimes we pray because we feel obligated. Sometimes we pray because we just think it's the right thing. But I tell you this, folks, prayer should be in our lives. Prayer should be something that we need as great as breathing. It should be as as important to our Christian life as breathing is to our physical life. Um, I got to tell you that I think that my prayer life has probably never been better. Uh, You got to admit these past 12 months have been... Uh, like no other, and definitely tested our faith in our country. Uh, It's tested our faith in our livelihood, and above all, it's probably tested us in our, um, our faith in God. I don't know how I could have gotten through this year without my relationship with the Lord. And how do we get that relationship but through prayer? And I don't think that I am alone in that. I do believe that this year's been a message that we as a people of God needed, though, to grow in our relationship. We we look at our lives today and we wonder why. Why are we going through what we're doing, uh, what we're going through? We wonder why and we question God. How do you grow in the Lord and make him more personal to you but through trials and valley times? Well, I want to share with you some things um, from God's word that talk about prayer and the importance of it and why we should pray. One of the main things is that prayer draws us closer to God. There is somebody that we know of that's a very good example in God's word that knew that better than anyone, and that was David. We read in the book of Psalms all of these beautiful poems, but actually a lot of what he wrote in the book of Psalms were prayers, prayers to God. David provides us one of the best examples of intimacy, of with God in prayer. And in spite of his sins and his problems that he he went through, David 
always longed for intimacy with the Lord. You can feel David's passion when we read the book of Psalms. I want to share with you um, Psalm 63, 1 through 8. And it says this, O God, my God, how I search for you, how I thirst for you in this parched and weary land where there is no water, how I long to find you, how I wish I could go into your sanctuary to see your strength and glory. For your love and kindness are better to me than life itself. How I praise you. I will bless you as long as I live. Lifting up my hands to you in prayer. At last I shall be fully satisfied. I will praise you with great joy. I lie awake at night thinking of you. Of how much you have helped me. And how I rejoice through the night beneath the protecting shadow of your wings. I follow close behind you, protected by your strong arm. Such beautiful words that David penned. And I believe that those words came from his heart. And not only that, they came from his relationship with the Lord. You know, David cries out for God and expresses his desire for intimacy with him. And when we read that, we think, oh, such beautiful, flowery words. God doesn't expect flowery words from us. All he wants from us is our heart. All he wants is the expressions from our heart to be given to him. But sometimes that's difficult for us. Could it be that we are not intimate with God because we don't want to be? Think about that. If we were intimate with God, we would have to allow ourselves to be completely open to him. Of course, he knows our heart anyway, but sometimes we tend to hold things back, don't we? We are so should I say, naive. (laughs) Have you never gotten thirsty enough to desire for the Lord and for him alone? Are our lives so filled with so many other things, so many other activities that we never really missed being alone with him? I know myself, um, I find that sometimes, that I'm, I'm guilty of that. That I find myself so full of other things in my life and in my mind and in my heart that I crowd the Lord out. Now, God created a longing within us for him. But I challenge you today that we need to quiet ourselves down and hear his call to us for prayer and for time with him. There's another example of David um, 
and his prayer life. And it has to do with seeking God's will. How do you know what God wants in your life unless you ask him, unless you connect with him for him to tell us? Do you know about the battle of Ziklag? It's not one of those uh, portions of scripture that you hear very, very often. But what happened, it's found in 1 Samuel chapter 30. And what had happened is the Amalekites invaded Ziklag. And what they did was they just completely devastated it and burned it to the ground. And they took all of the women and the children as prisoners. And so David, when he came to Ziklag with his, his men, with his army, and they saw what had happened, they found, of course, that it was destroyed by fire and their wives and sons were taken. So David and his men wept aloud until they had no strength left to weep anymore. Can you imagine? Sometimes even the strongest of us are brought to our knees and we, we don't know where else to turn. And our, home, our, our very hearts just weep in grief. And this is a situation like this, like that. There are situations that cause even men to weep. But David strengthened himself in the Lord. And he went to him in prayer. And in the state of all of the confusion and the chaos that was happening around him, he asked God what his will was. And he said to, he asked God, he said, do I go after the Amalekites? Will I find them? And will I win? Well, immediately God answered him. And he said, you sure will go after them. And you will win the battle. Now, he took 600 men with him. 600 and after a portion of the, of the trip, 200 fell away. And then a little bit uh, while later, 200 more fell away because they were so exhausted from all of uh, the physically, they're physically exhausted. So David and 200 men continued on. David began to consider, well, I don't know. <laughs> I know God said, He's going to uh, deliver us from this. And all of a sudden, and, and so he kept the faith, all of a sudden they came upon uh, a slave of the Amalekites. And, the, and that slave um, led them to where they were. And with his 200 men, he won that battle. Not only did he win that battle, but there wasn't a single wife or child that perished. And so everything, everything that was taken from Ziklag 
was restored. Everything, not a thing, was gone. All of the children, all of the women, and all of the belongings were sitting right there waiting for them to take them back. What an amazing thing. But God can do that for us too. He's, he's a God of restoration. Have you ever lost anything in the course of your life? Maybe an opportunity, maybe some time or resources that you've lost. But like David, God recovers. And he can recover and restore and if we just ask. If we just ask. Another thing that uh, we need to remember is that prayer also brings peace. That peace that passes all understanding. Peace is something that we all seek in our life when storms come. And a variety of life matters. That means peace does not seem to be available. In the moment of prayer, that few minutes with God, peace is automatically found. However, a long-term peace in problems at home or at work or in your life in general is what we all seek. To ask yourself, how can I find peace, really does answer your pending question, why must I pray? Because... You can't get peace without going before the Lord, without coming to him. And there you find that peace. Prayer also heals. The power of prayer is vast. And even medical experts have been left dumbfounded by miracle healings just because someone prayed and believed for healing. I can't help but think that the very thing that happened to my friend, uh, Major Gary Sturdivant, they thought he only had a couple hours left to live, and there was nothing left for him to do. But there were so many people praying for him all over the world. And there, here he is today proclaiming God's healing power in his life. Is he 100% restored to where he was before? No, not yet. But my goodness, with every breath that he's taking right now, it's in praise to the Lord for his healing power. Also, there's something else, though, that's important in prayer. And that is a very, very important scripture that we... I hear it a lot these days, and it's from Second Chronicles 7, 14. And I'm sure you could probably quote it with me. If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and what? And pray and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven, and will forgive their sin, 
and what? And will heal their land. And will heal, heal their land. Healing is so needed today. We look at our country and we see the people who are suffering with this disease that we have to wear these masks for. And I see our, our politicians who refuse to see eye to eye or to compromise. I see the issue of racism today. It's as if we have taken we had taken three steps forward and two or two steps forward and three steps back. I never would have thought maybe I was blind and now I see such terrible racism and hatred, hatred, just flat out hatred in our country today. I'm telling you, you know, we live we live in an end time. And it's so sad, but God promises us that if we go to him in prayer and it says turn from our wicked ways, we have to repent, then he will heal us. Because it's not just a physical healing that we need. Our world needs much more than that. Prayer also changes our situation. And a beautiful uh, answer to that um, is through the story of Hannah. And many of you know about the story of Hannah. Now, uh, Hannah was barren. She didn't have any children, and she wanted children. And she, to tell you the truth, she was probably she was ridicu ridiculed for not having children. Now, um, because of that, she had become very bitter. She, be, she had become very bitter. And in her deep anguish, Hannah prayed to the Lord. And she made a vow saying that, Lord Almighty, if you will only look on your servant's misery and remember me and not forget your servant, but give her a son, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life and the razor will ever be raised on his head. From this verse of the Bible, we saw that Hannah had total reliance on God, though. There was no other option. She knew there was nowhere else to go. There was nowhere else to help but from God. In verse 18, we saw that her face was no longer downcast. After she said that prayer, she had faith, and she knew God was going to answer it. She anticipated that miracle coming. It, we all know the rest of the story. God did it. So in the course of time, Hannah became pregnant and gave birth to a son, and she named him Samuel, saying, Because I asked the Lord for him. Makes me think about the scripture that we, we uh, my husband read earlier. How if we ask in prayer, we will receive. But he, in that scripture also talked about forgiveness. 
when we stand and forgive, uh, we stand and pray, we need to ask for forgiveness. That is so important. No one is perfect, and we are in constant need of forgiveness. Mm. Trying to be the best Christian we can is, is definitely um, fraught with mistakes. So prayer brings us to the point of forgiveness. The Lord's Prayer, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Isn't that the, the prayer that God gives us as an example? And forgiveness is in that. How can we go before the Lord in prayer without asking him to forgive us for the things that we've done against him? And how can we go before him in prayer when we have something against our brother? How do we expect him to forgive us? If you want to go before the Lord in prayer, it's important for us to go as, as much as we can with a, a right spirit. We can't get that without forgiveness. Forgiveness is a powerful force. And just knowing we are forgiven often relieves a lot of worry and stress. Forgiving others also is a powerful force. And it releases us of great burdens. And lastly, prayer gives us hope. At the end of our ropes or just feeling very down, there are times when uh, where the power of prayer is remarkable. Prayer through faith will give us hope. It doesn't mean just because you ask God something that things will go your way because God's going to do what he thinks is best for us. And sometimes, a lot of times, it's not what we think is best for us. <laughs> no, things will go God's way and in his will. And that alone is positive and hope is easily restored because through prayer, we rely on him more and more every day. So prayer, my friends, is a powerful free tool of, for every Christian. And when we put to those, when we put prayer to those things, miracles happen. And favor will show up in your life because we understand who we are in Christ. Prayer is about loving and trusting God. And through that alone, prayer works in any situations. Any situations. There's a, a, a chorus that's in our songbook. And it says, whisper a prayer in the morning. Whisper a prayer at noon. Whisper a prayer in the evening to keep your heart in tune. That is so true. The second verse talks about prayer changes things in the morning. Prayer changes things at noon. 
Prayer changes things in the evening and keeps your heart in tune. Um, we're going to have that chorus uh, played. And I want to ask you, I challenge you right now, just spend just a few minutes in prayer. And seek God's heart. Allow him to see yours. Just a moment while we, we listen to the music. Focus on the Lord.